WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. At Ohio State, the domestic abuse victim, the assistant coach's wife, she should have gone to the university's HR department. Or she should have gone to the police. Instead, she went to the head coach's wife. And the head coach's wife told the head coach, at least we think. We're not sure, but we think. At any rate, the head coach didn't do anything and certainly didn't do enough. So even though the victim handled it all wrong, it looks like Urban Meyer knew. Urban Meyer knew, and he didn't do enough. That should sound awful familiar to you Penn State fans. So, if Urban Meyer's job is in jeopardy at Ohio State, and that's what they said about Alex Trebek, but if Urban Meyer's job is in jeopardy, I can't argue against that. I'm surprised because Ohio State appears to be uh, not putting football uber Alice. But maybe Ohio State has Urban Meyer figured out. Meyer is a career scumbag. I think 30-some-odd players got arrested when he was head coach at Florida, and he presided over the origin of Aaron Hernandez. And Ohio State is probably tired of all that and figures it can keep winning just because it's Ohio State. Maybe this isn't a disaster for Ohio State football. Perhaps it's the excuse Ohio State has been looking for. Ohio State football is big, but decency and concern for women may yet be bigger. But as far as Ohio State's concerned, let's not write that in stone just yet. Sick again is sponsored by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. Uh, Urban Meyer should not have been put in that position. But he was, and he mangled it. Now, to repeat, there's no direct evidence that uh, Meyer knew. His wife definitely knew. We're operating on the assumption his wife told him, but when you assume, you make an ass of you, me, Urban Meyer, and his wife. Uh, There is no text or email, to, to our knowledge right now, No text or email that definitively confirms that Urban Meyer knew. Uh, And if there isn't, if that can't be unearthed, it may be tough to get rid of him. But they can do it anyway and just, you know, pay him off. Uh, And no matter what the Joe bots want to say, there were emails confirming that Paterno knew about the Sandusky thing. And no... We are not going to take calls about that or argue it even a little bit today. But if Urban Meyer knew and didn't do anything, then I suppose he's got to go. Again, Jay Paterno, this is too good. Pardon me while I chuckle. Jay Paterno is standing up for Meyer, saying Ohio State should stand up to the mob mentality. Well, Paterno's doing that because to defend Meyer is to defend his father. And if Ohio State keeps Meyer, it gives a whole new platform on to defend Joe and say he should not have been fired at Penn State. That's why Jay Paterno is doing that. His dad's dead how many years now, but the only thing Jay Paterno knows how to do is be his father's son, which is an awful, 
awful, sad existence. Oh, this just uh, put in front of me. The contract extension Urban Meyer signed this spring contained the requirement that he immediately report any known violations of Ohio State's sexual misconduct policy. But this isn't sexual misconduct. This is uh, domestic abuse. I don't know if that's in that contract as well. I'm curious to see what happens if uh, if they can't find an email or a text that proves Meyer knew. Curious to see what happens then. Maybe they slide Meyer back into that job. I'm not predicting that, but I think the potential is there for that. Uh, I watched SportsCenter last night. I slipped in the dial. There wasn't much on. The Pirates were already down 11-team to nothing. And I, I watched SportsCenter because the voices were familiar. It turned out to be Keith Olbermann, who's doing some SportsCenters again, and Kenny Mayne. Olbermann and Maine, and it was so good. Like old times, Olbermann was brilliant. I have problems with Keith in a lot of areas, but he was a pioneer and still is very good on SportsCenter. Olbermann's wit complemented the facts and the film. It didn't overwhelm. Why can't ESPN figure out what works when it's right there in front of their faces? Olbermann's a crusty old bastard. But nobody's ever done Sports Center better. You know what they're afraid to do? They're afraid to say that certain people just suck. Michelle Beadle. Michelle Beadle stinks. The sun has never come up on a day when she was a competent, professional, charismatic, interesting broadcaster. But she keeps falling upwards. Where'd she go between Stinson and ESPN? CBS, I think. She was terrible there. And ESPN brought her back with open arms. Same with the old 6 p.m. Sports Center. Are you seeing a pattern emerge? You see, when it comes to, to my job, what I do, I understand the need for affirmative action. I understand the need to involve women. But let's make sure it's really good women. Let's make sure it's really good anybody. Linda Cohn, for example. Linda Cohn isn't quite at the forefront of ESPN anymore. And I, I don't know why. Linda Cohn's as good as it gets. Male, female, whatever. Why isn't she on Get Up with Mike Greenberg? I just don't... I understand. I want women involved. I want, you know, I hate the term minorities, but I want everyone involved. But why can't it be the best of whatever groups you choose to involve? How can you have that many people available to you and keep picking stinkers. Not to be critical. Let's go to Jerry in the car. Jerry, you're on with Mark. Hello, Jerry. No, Jerry? Okay, let's try Mark in Breezewood. Mark. What up, man? What up, man? You know, when Clint Hurdle went and said that the Pirates were going to win so many games in one season, everybody laughed and said he's finally lost his marbles. I'm starting to think he's losing his marbles, starting to Sean Rodriguez and those other two, Jamokes, that he keeps playing all in one game. I, I don't know. I mean, I still haven't. Does anybody know why Josh Harrison didn't play? Was he not available? Did they rest him? How can you rest him for those guys? 
I have no idea, but uh, I know whenever a punter strikes out, they play that little music in the background. They ought to play the uh, clip that you play whenever you have a caller that uh, really sucks. What, the old Danny McBride clip? We haven't played that in a while. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I-, I can't believe that Sean Rodriguez is on the roster. I can't believe he's in the lineup. Maybe he has pictures of Clint Hurdle having sex with a goat. I don't know. And, and you know what? I, I, I say that tongue-in-cheek, not tongue-in-goat, but tongue-in-cheek, because I can't think of a logical reason why the guy keeps playing. I have no idea either, Mark. And if anybody would know, you would. About sex with the goat? Damn right I would. Um, yesterday, Rob Beertemple on the Athletic website was asked about Rodriguez's future with the Pirates. And he said, I think Sean will play out his contract here, collect his 5.75 mil, and then the two sides will part ways, at least as player and team. I wouldn't be surprised if he turned up as a Pirates minor league coach somewhere a few years down the line. He's got the personality and pedigree for the job. Right. You know, if you kiss ass your whole career to make sure you have a job, well, you're going to keep getting jobs. And that has to be it. He must just be this... Huge kiss ass. Probably it's probably like Craig Adams go has coffee with the coaches every morning. The next thing you know, you get a two year contract and you're a ninth line center. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. No witnesses from Kennywood yet. We got to find somebody who's a, who was a witness at Kennywood. We're gonna work on it. Stay tuned, 105.9 The X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. This is one of those two-chin strap, bring the duct tape type of affairs. What the? They're going to make us play a wild card game. It's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair. The X at 105.9. Okay, we got the word out there. Um, a lot of people very reluctant to talk about the disaster at Kennywood Park yesterday where the pirate ship stopped operating. In fact, on the Channel 2 report by Paul Martino, a lot of people didn't want their names used because the Kennywood Gestapo might find them and spirit them away in the middle of the night. But joining me now is one brave soul who witnessed the disaster at Kennywood Park yesterday. Uh, he is Mitch from West Mifflin. Uh, is that right, Mitch from West Mifflin? Uh, yeah, yeah, Mark. Uh, big fan, big fan, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, now, were you on the pirate ship or, or just there? What did you see? What were the circumstances I... that you witnessed? I was an eyewitness. Um, I was not on the ride. I was waiting in line for the ride. Uh, thank God. Um, it was just an absolute disaster. Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to talk about because to, to see the, the fear um, in the people that were, were on the ride and the people that were the eyewitnesses and just the panic um, it was just a very, it was very psychologically damaging and it was such a terrible disaster that, um, I think that this, this, uh, disaster is, is going to be embedded in my brain for a long time and it's going to be very hard to, uh, 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 recover. Now, when you say you know? panic, uh, what did you witness in, in terms of panic, uh, from both the people on the ride? I understand there are a lot of young kids on the ride. What did you right. see on the the people on the ride do and, 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 and the people like you said waiting in line? I mean I mean Mitch, think about how lucky you are. You could have been on that ride. Um yeah, what it, it was such a, a terrible disaster, but the the this I'll never forget Mark 
hearing the screeching of the, the screams of the people that were on the, on the ride, the children screaming uh, hysterically and crying hysterically, and the people that were witnesses were, were just in such a panic mode. I mean, there was just, it was absolute chaos. Um, it was such a terrible, awful, horrific disaster. Um, that well, what, I, what disasters would you compare it to from throughout history? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, 9-11, um, the, the Hindenburg, uh, just, you know, um, you know, a lot of those evil can evil crashes. Um, just, just, just horrific to, to see, you know, just terrible. Just now, a disaster. Now, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm, I think you might have gone a little too far with the comparisons, Mitch, but you were there and I was not. Uh, Right, right. I, 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 oh, I was there. Thank, thank God. But lucky for you, you weren't there, Mark. Lucky for you. Yeah, I, I, I'm thanking my, my. I, mean, I, I saw uh, as we speak. I watched. I mean, like I've, I've seen some horrible things in between, um, like watching Sean Rodriguez uh, strike out four times, and and this uh, com- compounded on that on the same just, day. On the same yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, Mark. It's just really, it's really rough right now. I, I imagine for me and a lot of you sound like you're near people, tears. Oh, I just can't. I mean, I'm, I'm still bothered by this. I mean, it's, it's, it's such. A, it was such a Mark. You, it was such a horrific disaster. Um, now, now, what happened? A, what what happened after the ride was over? After those ten uh, long, never-ending minutes, what happened when the when the uh, oh, God, families was, came was, off so the it, ride? It, it was terrible because the children were being separated from their from their parents, and it was just. I mean, I can't. Wait, I, wait, I can wait, just, wait, 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 wait. The children were being separated from their parents. Yes, children were being separated from their parents um, Why? in the panic. Uh, because there was sheer panic, and they were just wanting to make sure the kids were all right. And in the panic, where people were taking the kids and pulling them to safety, and there would be the kids would be pulled to one, one direction, like in an eastward direction, and the parents were being pulled to safety in the westward direction, and you had a separation of families. And, like, it's just, it's just, it's just like the whole, you know, like, like, it's just, it's just. I just think that maybe the way that the protocols they follow there uh, with with the security that, like, I think just Trump probably has something to do with it with the separation of the families, and that's like a, like a thing these days, you know. Yeah, I mean, a terrible thing. I'm sure you'd agree. Oh, just a disaster. Now um, and then, uh, then, then, uh, um, this this gentleman, uh, this reporter was there, and a lot of the people were in such a panic to now, you know. Now, he, now he who was, was uh, that? Uh I forget what the guy's name is. Um, was it Paul Martino from Channel Two? Paul, Mar- Paul Martinez from, from, from Paul Martino from Channel Two was there, and he was he was so. Um, I, I, the word I want to use is this, uh, not not excited, but he was just going crazy over the scene and trying to get you know um, trying to get the stories from people, and then he and I think he was sharing the panic and of the situation. And the you, you think Paul Martino was panicking? And he was panicking because Mark. I, I, to be honest, I, I think I, I, I honestly think that he wet his pants. He was he was so uh, in such a panic and, and excited. So, wow, that's such a it was it was a terrible disaster. Just a disaster. It's, yeah, a, it's I, the worst thing that I, I've ever seen, and I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. Well, I, I, I would. Here's the disasters I would compare it to. Tell me what you think. Okay. I would compare it to the Thai soccer team being trapped in the cave. Okay. Or when the uh, when the turkeys fell from the helicopter on WKRP in Cincinnati. 
Um, it was way worse than both of those, Mark. I mean, it, it was just just the, the screams, the fear, uh, that ride swinging back and forth, and you know, with, with no control. Um, you know, I mean, it was just uh, it was scary, and and, and you, I thought it was everybody's going to die. I really thought everybody's going to die, and it was. It, I'm 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 just glad uh, that it, thank thank God everybody was safe. You know. Uh- did it anyway remind you of the Purge movie franchise? Um, no, no, because people weren't people weren't trying to kill people. Uh, it reminded me of. Um, uh, uh, did you ever see the movie The Titanic? Yes. Yeah, everybody okay, did. Well, yeah, and it's like the, 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 what what it was is like it, it was like the, the the panic situation was like it was the fear that people like knew that the end was near and like they were going to perish. And that that's it was it was that type of scene. Was there a band playing? Um, no, I, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. But you're not dismissing that possibility. Uh, the, well, the, yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, like UFO was playing or something. I don't know. Who knows? You know. Now, would would you go to uh, Kenny whatever again? Oh my God, no. Oh, that's that's. Well, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm, Mitch, I'm you can't honest, blame Kenny Wood. This was a fluke. I, Okay, yeah, maybe it was, but I mean, you can, you can, I mean, what, what is the purpose? I mean, I don't understand why, why the ship had to be a pirate ship. I mean, I, I, is that like maybe there's like in conjunction with like maybe like the pirates are to blame? I mean, there's, there's no real reason to have a ship. Well, yeah, but they just got, they just got park. those two pictures. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, but, but Sean Rodriguez, I mean, my God, he's that he won 68 and he says they're still sticking out there and just, so, but got a 60, that's, 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 that's between that and this, Mark, I, I don't know. I just got to uh, – uh, did you have any more questions? Because this is really rough for me right Would now. Would you go to a pirate game again? Oh, my God, not if Sean Rodriguez is playing. Mitch, I want to congratulate you and acknowledge your bravery. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, thank you, Mark. Big fan, big fan. That's, that's, thank you, Mitch. That's Mitch from West Mifflin, who was an eyewitness in line to go on the ride, the pirate ship. He actually witnessed the Kennywood disaster. I'm overcome by emotion. We'll take your calls in just a moment. But uh, I, I got to just, uh, again, thank thank God that, that I wasn't. I mean, imagine somebody of my weight on a pirate ship. What if I was near one end of the ship as it swung back and forth, gaining momentum every time, a big fatso like me? Yikes. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Legalizing something and doing it to the point of being stupid are two different things, stupid. The X at 105.9. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. Double M here on the X. Uh, Any more Kennywood eyewitnesses? I don't think a story of this magnitude could be covered enough uh, on TV or radio or on the internet or in print. That's 412 333-WXDX. I got some questions based on what we've talked about on today's show so far. What's your take on Hurdle starting three jabronis last night? Rodriguez, Osuna, and Luplo all batting under 175, and they all started. And when it combined 0 for 12, and Rodriguez was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. Uh, a sub-question, should Rodriguez be DFA'd as fans were chanting last night? It's not enough to be a nice guy. 
Rodriguez might be a nice guy, but how many of you and how many people in the stands at PNC last night have ever met Sean Rodriguez, has ever interacted with him? Nobody cares about nice guys. People want to see base hits and no errors, or at the very least, a little contact. My God, four strikeouts out of four at-bats? That's just pathetic. So your thoughts at 412-333-WXDX. Is Chris Archer already your favorite pirate? If he is, I don't blame you. He's made quite an impression so far, and that's prior to throwing a pitch. Uh, if you're Ohio State, what do you do with Urban Meyer with that scandal churning and burning? Uh, if this is perceived to blow over, they might eventually bring him back. What's your take on the NFL's new helmet rule, which is really the old helmet rule, but now enforced with zero tolerance, or so they say, but we've certainly heard that before. Will you watch Tiger versus Phil? $10 million. Winner take all. That's uh, Thanksgiving weekend at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. Uh, if that match stays close for 18 holes, that TV rating could top what the majors do. In fact, I would bet that it does. And, of course, we're talking about the disaster at Kennywood. Dial 412-333-WXDX. Here's something weird, and I hesitate to criticize it, but I'm going to anyway. The Arizona Coyotes are retiring Shane Doan's number 19. Shane Doan's a heck of a hockey player. Why are they retiring his number? A, they never won anything. B, never came close to winning anything. C, he was good, but not that good. A lot of teams just feel they have to retire numbers. You know, to sell a few extra tickets and to have a ceremony and to do a feel-good moment for a franchise in Arizona that really doesn't deserve one. I respect Shane Doan. I think this is a dumb decision. I love the way the Penguins do it. They've retired two numbers. One dead guy, one greatest player of all time. Sounds about right. And eventually it'll be Sid. And after that, I don't know. Those are pretty exacting Standards, but eventually it will be Sid. Gino, maybe. Yager, maybe. Should they? I don't know. If you consider the standard, I don't know. Let's go to uh, Rob in Penn Hills. Rob, you're on with Double M. Rob, you're on the air. We lost Rob. He wanted to talk about the Kennywood disaster, but he was just overcome with emotion, like Mitch from West Mifflin. Let's go to Roger in Whitehall. Roger, you're on with the Super Genius. Super Genius, hey, I ain't no bandwagon Pirates fan, but you got to eat some crow, my man. You, you was talking down on them back in the Oh, I can afford a lot more than crow, a lot better. In fact, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to have uh, tomahawk ribeye steaks. That, crow, that's for the poor people like you. Now, um, when you say I should be eating some crow, what have the Pirates done? What have they won? Where are they at right now? In fact, let me update you. The St. Louis Cardinals won today, which means the Pirates are not tied with the Cardinals in the standing. Now, true, these are two teams that seem headed in opposite directions for now. But uh, but uh, they got Archer and Kayla, and they seem to be losing ground. Hey, I gotta say, if you keep talking bad about them, they're gonna keep making you look forward. So no, I, I don't. I don't think they will. 
I, I don't think I'm looking foolish now, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. What What is required between now and season's end, sir, to make me look foolish? Yeah, that's about what I thought. Let's go to Mike in Newcastle. Mike, you're on with these super genius. I just wanted to bring up, I mean, at what point, I mean, Clint Hurdle needs to be held accountable for the lineup he puts up. And, I mean, we're playing a first-place team, and he puts that lineup in. I mean, you make your biggest impact when you're playing the first-place team. You either gain or lose it directly. I couldn't agree more. Now, there are some guys like, you know, Bell's hurt and Dickerson's hurt. But but nobody seems to know why Harrison didn't play and Frazier was available. I mean, they, they could have had better guys. If you have to play one of those guys, put it this way, brah, I know there's no way they had to play all four. No way. Exactly. But all three, pardon me. Seemed like four. They struck out enough times for four people. Maybe yeah. even five. Let's go to Casey in the South Hills. Casey, you're on with Mark. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Hi, Casey. So, listen, I wanted to talk about that that uh, situation that happened at Kennywood yesterday. The Kennywood disaster. Yeah, so it's a disaster. So me and my buddy are on our way home. We're listening to you on the radio. And I'm thinking, like, it flew off the rails and, and people were dying and stuff. And that guy was like, yeah, compared to 9-11. No, well, was I, no that, that was, that was, that was ill-advised. I, 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 I mean, the Hindenburg, maybe. Well, that was an explosion. This ride went on for like 15 minutes. People were just dizzy. Are you, you know? trying to minimize the Kennywood disaster? What? So, it, Sir, did it, you it, not hear Mitch from, from West Mifflin, the terror in his voice? You weren't there. You weren't on that ride. You weren't in line to get on that ride. How can no, you know? I have family who lived in, in New York for 9-11. Bro, get, get away. That that's, that that's an inappropriate comparison. It's not one I made. It just... It, it doesn't count. Jeez. 412. I mean, the Hindenburg, maybe. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Roger in Pittsburgh. Roger on with Double M. Hey, Double M. Listen, uh, Bob Urban Meyer, he could have done everything short of murder someone, and if he won 12 games, they want to keep him. They're going to leave him out there. See if it blows over, and even if people forget about it, if it doesn't hit the headlines, uh, they're going to try and keep them. Well, I well think Roger, it's already hit the headlines in in a big way. It's the lead story on Sports Center. Uh, well, maybe not once this Kennywood thing goes national, but uh, but don't you see that the situation is the same as it was at Penn State, where the coach knew and didn't do enough, and uh, certainly, I think that the wife of the assistant coach, the battered woman, and God bless her. I think she should have gone to HR at Ohio State, should have gone to the police. But she put the ball in Urban Meyer's court, at least that's the the thinking. And it's a bit unfair to Urban Meyer, but the fact is if he knew and didn't do anything, it mirrors the Paterno situation. Well, we know with these things, the longer they go, the more information comes out, and it doesn't end up usually being too good for the... uh... Well, yeah, but we still don't know about... Like it to... Uh, we still don't know about that, about how much information we, we don't know. Uh, for example, let me ask you this. Let's say that no text can be found or no email can be found that shows Meyer new. Then what? I think they keep them. I think you're probably right. I'm not even sure what's the thing that they should do just now, but I think if there's no definitive proof, 
they probably keep him. By the way, Brett McMurphy, the guy who broke the story, she said that Courtney Smith is concerned for her safety and people retaliating against her. Courtney Smith, of course, is the wife of the assistant coach, Zach Smith, that got fired after uh, beating her. McMurphy continues, she never had the attitude of, let's get Ohio State Urban Meyer. That was not the purpose of her talking to me. Uh, I really do believe that wasn't the intention of Courtney Smith, but how could she possibly not know it would happen that way, exactly as it's happening? And don't misconstrue. She was right to speak out. Probably should have spoke out to different people, more people, people that could get results, people that could do a more effective job of protecting her, people that would have more stake in protecting her. I mean, Urban Meyer, it, 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 a coach is going to think football first, and we've seen that so many times in recent history, and it happened in ancient history too. We just didn't know about it back then. Steelers made a couple roster moves. They have signed a tight end, Bucky Hodges, and an offensive tackle, Kyle Meadows. They have waived linebacker Darnell Leslie and uh, waived tight end Ryan Malik. I have no idea who any of those people are, but I, I'm hoping the offensive tackle is good because they could sure use a, a little bit of an upgrade at the backup for the offensive tackle position. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I still, nobody will tell me why Josh Harrison didn't play. I've been all over the internet, all over Twitter. He's not on DL. I'm assuming he was available. How about Cervelli got hit in the head with a bat last night? Did you see that? He just can't avoid getting hit in the head. And then the ump got hit in the head with a vicious foul ball, and Cervelli caught him before he fell. I will tell you, Cervelli is a class act. No question about that. I still think if he can't catch, his career's over because his offense isn't good enough to be a first baseman or a DH in the American League. But but he's a class act, and he's done very well for the Pirates uh, since joining the team. And relatively speaking, despite the concussions, uh, has stayed healthier than he did in his major league past and certainly stayed off the suspended list as well. Let's go to Harry in the car. Harry, you're on with Double M. Mark, how's it going? Hey, Harry. So we got Sean Rodriguez and Luplo and whoever the other anchor was. We have, we have three anchors on one pirate ship. Uh, that, that could have stopped the whole Kennywood disaster. <laughs> Very good. That's not too bad. Yeah, DFA these guys, they, they don't need a DFA. They didn't even walk, walk the plank. Get rid of them. They're trash. I mean, seriously. Why would, if you're trying to actually compete and you're putting these guys on the field, it doesn't speak highly for your intelligence as a manager. Harry, I agree. And it is especially a sharp contrast to the acquisitions of Archer and Kella. Speaking of intelligence, you know, we were talking about uh, LeBron James earlier comparing... Uh, no, no, LeBron's a very smart guy. I'm not going to criticize him. And I think he should speak out on social issues. He has the platform. He has the intelligence. He has the visibility. I don't know about his intelligence so much if he's going to No, he just, he, just, he just went too far. He just, that, that was a, that, uh, to, to, to say we're headed to slavery and Jim Crow because Trump's president. And you see, that's one thing the anti-Trump crowd doesn't get. And I'm not going to preach for very long and certainly not very loud about this. But when you go too far in criticizing Trump, it rallies his troops. Just tell the truth. That's all anybody needs to do, really, 
with anything that's going on anywhere today, unless making something up is more fun. Uh, here's one from Sean uh, regarding Mitch and West Mifflin calling the eyewitness to the Kennywood disaster. Mitch is a true hero and survivor. All the best to him and his family. God bless us, everyone. Uh, Pat tweets, that interview with Mitch scared me so much I may never go to Kennywood again. I might wake up tonight in a cold sweat. Well, that's what they said about James Brown and Thin Lizzy. And one thing, we're making... Obviously, Channel 2 overblew its coverage and overdramatized, which is what we're making fun of today. Kennywood's a great place. There are minor malfunctions, and that's all this was, was a minor malfunction. There's minor malfunctions at amusement parks all the time. It's just that television channels don't often turn them. You know, I'm going to be really blunt here. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. This could damage Kennywood, and Channel 2 appears not to care. Channel 2 is really taking aim at a Pittsburgh landmark. And don't get me wrong. I've taken aim at plenty of Pittsburgh landmarks myself, but this was no big deal, and it's being made into a huge deal, and I really don't like that. The overdramatization, uh, the gravitas, I mean, like, I'm calling it a disaster because Channel 2 really did present it as a disaster. It was like The Rock had to come in to save his family. You know, a disaster is those Thai kids being trapped in a mine, that soccer team. That's a disaster. This was just something that I don't even know how Channel 2 found out about it. I would eat potato patch fries right now if Kennywood sent some over. Those brave people on the pirate ship at Kennywood, they survived. They'll get over it because the American people are made of stern stuff. Not Howard Stern, but, but stern as in the actual word, and uh, they'll get over it. And just as they took a risk by getting on the pirate ship yesterday, I will take a risk of hardening my arteries by eating potato patch fries from Kennywood the first chance I get. Bob McLaughlin up next, 105.9. Calm. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing, brother? Hey, double M, thanks for taking the call. Getting the fast lane, Grandma. I'm ready to go to Tim Hortons for some fat-free donuts. The X at 105.9. A study says that people that drink too much are at greater risk for dementia. That may be, but I won't be stopped. Uh, the Cardinals uh, won today. They've won three of four from Colorado, won two or three from the Cubs. Uh, they're now tied with the Pirates uh, in the standings. The Cardinals, even when they're bad, they're never that bad. And they're never bad for too long. Joining me now, brought to you by 84 Lumber, it's Bob McLaughlin. Bob, uh, after making those great trades for Archer and Kella, I can't believe that that uh, Hurdle started Rodriguez, Osuna, and Luplo last night. That. That strikes me as extremely counterproductive, especially given the optimism was generated by those trades, and especially with a day off today. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, extremely unthought out. I mean, they are pulling the rug right out of all that goodwill that they had. Not all of it. Let's not go overboard here. 
Um, you know, I'm not going to compare this to the tragedy out of Kennywood today, but uh, what are you thinking? Make one move, make maybe two moves there. You don't need to put all of them in. I mean, Luplo was shining for a little bit there. He has fallen off. I mean, his batting average is what under 180. Also, I think um, Sean Rodriguez, it's the forever argument. Just nobody has an answer for it uh, except for the people in the front office at that clubhouse, and they won't tell you what it is. There's no way he should still be in uniform. There's no way he is a valid answer to any of the problems or any of the opportunities, let's put it that way, that the Pirates have. Uh, that guy called him an anchor. I'm on board with that one. I, I totally agree. Well, three anchors, Rodriguez, Osuna, and uh, Luplo are not anchors in a good way. Anchors is in uh, keeping the ship from moving and potentially making the ship sink. And, Bob, I've been all over Twitter and the Internet today. It looks like Josh Harrison just got rested. And I know he's not had a great season, but Josh Harrison at his worst is better than Sean Rodriguez at his best, especially this year. Absolutely, and look at all the different places he can play. If you're going to have to make a couple of moves like they did last night against the Cubs, against the team that you are trying to catch, the creme de la creme of the National League, uh, you make one or two moves, keep Harrison in there, put him where you need him. If that was just a rest day, and when you asked the question, I looked it up also, I can't find any reason. So if that was just a rest day, um, that's that's a mistake there. Why would Hurdle do that? I, I can't get over this. I can't get past this. Why would he do that? Why does he insist on giving everybody playing time? You mean, why would he do all three on the same nut? Why night? would he play any of them ever? Well, I understand having to make a move like to... If well, yeah, an got, inch- like Bell's hurt and Dickerson's hurt. Okay. Right. So you've got one, maybe two positions that you have to clear, but you've got somebody that you can put into a number of those positions. You've got other people that you can make a better lineup. You know, that's what you're paid to do. That's what you've spent all these years in the big leagues doing so that you can work out those problems, those opportunities, uh, not to do what they did last night. Uh, 18,000 there, that was well under my projection of 23,000. Oh, yeah, we've not talked about that. How about them only getting uh, 18,000? Again, another lousy crowd in the wake of those trades, and they're playing the division leader. And they still have a shot to catch the Cubs, albeit a long shot, but a shot nonetheless. Well, especially like those numbers you just gave for the cards, Mark. They're starting to light it up again. They're always going to be in the Pirates' rearview mirror, or if they're ahead, or if they're tied like they are right now, always Always, you know, fans, I think, will come out in droves for that one. So I'm still expecting a big crowd tomorrow night, especially with Archer, um, especially if, you know, Keona gets here. I don't know where he's at in transit right now. No, but. no, no. We've been told he will be in uniform tomorrow. Now, uh, what's your take on the Urban Meyer situation, and how do you think it's going to play out? My take is that part of this is his doing because he was pretty adamant at the Big Ten media conference about he kind of brought that up. He, he said he did not know. Right. He, but his wife knew. But that doesn't mean he knew. And unless there's a text or an email proving that he knew, I think they might bring him back after uh, after it blows over to some degree. If that's the way it plays out, if they don't find anything like that, if they don't have a smoking gun gun or that damning piece of evidence that shows that he absolutely without question knew then there's an opportunity that he comes back unless they want to get rid of him in the first place which i don't think they do because they just signed him to a monster deal true true but you can have buyer's remorse no you're you're right you're right and this is just i mean from what's happened to other big 10 schools you go from michigan state to penn state now with ohio state um they don't want to have that black eye right there Uh, but the thing is 
this is why I think that it's not going to be good for Urban Meyer. In the same discussions where he was talking about not knowing and being so adamant about not being told, he also talked about how he relies on his wife for pretty much everything. He deals with her, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he called her pretty much an assistant coach, the most important coach that he has. He relies on yeah, her for again, everything. Yeah, then again, there's there's sometimes women to women confidentiality too. But she was begging her to tell her husband. I mean, there's a number of those Okay, texts. yeah, fair enough. I I think he probably knew, but I think it's going to take proof in the form of a text or an email to get rid of them. I agree with you. And some of those texts that I read, I mean, I read a bunch of them. It sure did look from the, like, from the Urban Meyer's wife that she was going to tell him. Like, you're right. I have to protect you. I have to do what's right. I'll be sure to tell my husband. Now, now this is uh, a terrible situation. You know, Zach Smith apparently was a serial domestic abuser of his wife, Courtney. And, you know, I have no sympathy for for people like that Mm -hmm. and no sympathy for people who know and covered up if, indeed, that's what Urban Meyer did. It is a situation very similar to Penn State in terms of, you know, the head coach knows and other people should have known and he didn't do enough and he may pay the price like Joe Paterno did. I got to tell you, though, as bad as domestic abuse is, nearly everything that's ever happened bad in sports pales next to what Jerry Sandusky did. No, I agree with you, but I'm able to look at each story on its own and say, wow, that's bad. If it turns out that he knew and he swept it under the rug, you know, just to put football first, he absolutely deserves to be fired. Just like at Penn State, they knew. They put football no and the university first. No, and I'm first. not minimizing right. the, the Meyer situation at all. I just think the Sandusky situation is the biggest scandal in the history of sports. Oh, I would agree with you there. And because of that, everything that happened – peripherally, or in the case of Joe knowing, not so peripherally, is magnified. I agree with you because it's not betting. It's not cheating. It, it's it's so far above any of that. I agree with you what you just said about Penn State and the biggest scandal. Yeah, just the, because of the subject The only matter. one that really compares is the is the Black Sox in 1919. Yeah, and and like, again, like you said, kids weren't hurt in the fixing of the World Series. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's betting. You know, in the big scheme of things, hey, who cares? Bob, real quick... Uh, with all due respect to Channel 2, because there's some people there I like, some I don't, did they overdo it with making the Kennywood thing seem like a disaster? But isn't that what, that's what news does Well, now. yeah, yeah, no, no, you're right, but don't you feel bad for Kennywood? I'm not sure Kennywood deserved what Channel 2 did. Yeah, when you look at it in that light, yeah, I mean, is this going to stop me from going to Kennywood again? My God, no. I'm, I'm a two-time, three-time. But, but, but it might stop some people. It, it, and I don't think that's fair on Channel 2's part. I think to milk a minor malfunction... To get a sexy news item on the air and then just beat it to death for a couple days, which is what's going to happen, I don't think that's fair. I'll put it this way. I ride the pirate ship every single time I go out there. If I was on there for 10 minutes, Mark, like you said in the 3 o'clock hour, that would have been four free rides for me. I would have gotten out there loving it. That's Bob McLaughlin. I'm Mark Madden. In just a few moments, I'm going to talk about LeBron James. Maybe taking criticism of Donald Trump a bit too far. 105.9 The X.